John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. And this is the High Game Podcast, John. The High Game Podcast is here for you. Hey, are you in a basement? I'm in a secretly located bunker basement. Mm-hmm. In beautiful West Seattle? Don't tell everybody that. Yep. But yeah. It's overcast? Yes, it is. Not great right now? I have this thing where I keep looking at vacation stuff. <laughs> I just want to go to the desert or just go to a beach. Then, you know, I spend like two hours like, oh, I should totally go there. Let's see if the dates are available. And it's like, what am I doing? I'm never leaving this house. You know, you have become extremely hermetic. I've noticed. Yeah. Ed going outside. No, not so much into it. Not into it at all. No. It's not because I don't want to. It's just because I'm not an (laughs) a-hole. That's probably not true either. I am an a-hole. I just choose not to kill people or die myself. Gotcha. I actually went outside today. Yeah. I feel okay right now. Okay. I had to get the second half of my shingles vaccination. Is that a thing that like old people are supposed to do? What's the deal? I guess I thought it was like one of those old man things, like, you know, the rickets or something. Right. But apparently it's some kind of super crazy painful thing. Yeah. That sounds terrible. I I feel like you and I are more or less the same age. Pretty much. And yet no one's told me I need a shingles vaccine. Your doctor is an (laughs) (laughs) anti-vaxxer. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Great. You feeling alright? I'm not feeling so good myself. You feeling alright? 
got feelings to go myself. Beverages. Beverages, Ed. I know the song. I couldn't identify who sang it. That was by Traffic? Oh, okay. That was late 60s. Who was in Traffic? Uh, Steve Winwood? Oh. I don't know, some hippies. Okay, that's a Traffic song? Feeling all right? Okay. Written by Traffic member Dave Mason. Dave Mason, is that going to come up later? I don't know, maybe. Okay. Captain Spoiler. That's nice, isn't it? I think it's great. One of my current favorite fuzzes with that lovely harmonic, the Spaceman FX Sputnik 3. Remember a little while back where I went like, oh, that's the supersonic fuzz gun. Yes. Remember that? Yes. I would have been able to identify what that pedal was. We had no conversation about it beforehand, but the second you started playing that song, I was like, oh, Spaceman. Uh, yes. What are you drinking, John? What am I drinking, Ed? Uh, today, okay. I have the black coffee that I always have. And you know that lately I've been having those chocolate protein shake things. I know all about it. So I'm like, hey, I should pour some of this chocolate protein shake directly into my coffee. Sure. And make a chocolate protein shake coffee beverage. That's great. So I've got that. Yeah. But additionally, I've got an Earps original Sarsa Perilla. That's great. It's an orca beverage. How is it? Oh, I, I believe I mispronounced it. It's a uh, sarsaparilla. I gotcha. I know what you're saying. Mm-mm. That is not dissimilar from what I have. Are you ready? Yes. It's a Sioux City birch beer. Yeah, orca. And I got this from our good friend Galen. You got a listener beverage. A listener dropped off two beverages. Whoa. And, you know, I would not say that this is like standard operating procedure exactly, but we have a Discord. Galen is on our Discord, and I knew he was in Seattle, so I'm like, swing by and I'll let you borrow a couple pedals of mine. And he came by and borrowed pedals. He gave me birch beers. You know, it's not like every listener gets to borrow Eddie's pedals, but maybe they do. Other super fans who are looking to maybe move? <laughs> maybe you should just move to beautiful West Seattle. You can come be a part of the high gain circle of trust. You know, people have loaned us guitars. It feels like we should reciprocate. That's right. Way back in 1980. Okay. A company is founded by a guy named Ravi Sani. Okay. Ravi Sani starts a design company. He is an industrial designer, and they design just about anything for anybody. Sure. Out of the gate, they have a hit. I don't know if you know about this, Ed. Go ahead. Hit me. 1985. Yeah. Boom. Home run. Was it a printer? It was not. <laughs> what do you know about Teddy Ruxpin? Oh, my God. The toy bear? Yes. Did he make that? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> they designed the animatronic bear thing. Wow. And the voice that came out of him was actually in 1985, a little tiny audio tape cassette that was built into the back of the thing. 
every year when we were kids, there was the hot toy that you can't get. Every parent is scrambling to get this thing. Right. Over the last couple years, Nintendo Switches, this last Christmas, it was the new Xbox, new PlayStation. Teddy Ruxpin was the PlayStation 5 of 1985. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know who they designed it for, but they designed it. Did they design the doll or the actual mechanics of it? The whole thing. Crazy. That bear ended up selling 20 million worldwide. Okay. I love this guitar. Finally, in 2005, they launched the RKS guitar, which I am holding in my hand. That's some Volante? No, that is the Tysco delay pedal. Oh! kind of nice lovely so their idea as the kind of ergonomic design dudes was kind of lofty let's redesign and rethink the way guitars are made and played where are you going to start doing that they thought let's redesign the body of the guitar and what the design actually does they had two kinds one was what they called a hollow body and the other was what they called a solid body <laughs> What they called? Yes. And the reason it's what they called is because the way they were built. Okay. Start this way. Imagine a neck that goes all the way through the body, right? Mm-hmm. I can hand this to you and say, here, Ed, hold this for me, would you? And you would be holding essentially a neck, two pickups, a bridge, and an input jack in your hands as one long piece of wood. Got it. You could take that and attach it to a body. For the hollow body, they made a skeleton shape that was covered with a semi-transparent material. You could see through to these kind of ribs. So all the resonance of this guitar went into those chambers, those hollow chambers on either side. Does that make sense? I'm looking at pictures of it just to sort of help me out, and it totally makes sense. I did not realize that it's actually screwed on. And you could buy another body and just screw it right onto that neck, right? That is absolutely right. In fact, they would go on eventually to sell blank replacement bodies. Yeah. So if you wanted to rattle can your own or paint your own. Yep. Kind of cool. Do your own thing. I'm looking at a listing on Reverb and it's the guitar with a blank body. So you get both. You get the guitar and a whole separate body and the body looks primer black, just a straight flat black body. Ready to do your thing with? Yep. The sides don't fit exactly into the neck. So it's like, imagine you're looking at a guitar and you're looking from the headstock all the way down to the tailpiece. And on either side of that, somebody has routed a groove into the body. That's what this looks like. When I saw the guitar, like the initial pictures, I kind of thought it was almost like a chambering thing where they just removed from the top down a whole section of the body. But it's not that exactly. Yeah, I get it now. We're going to have to put a lot of pictures up because it's not the most intuitive thing to describe. I've got this thing on my lap. I can reach my hand into the chamber below the pickups or into the chamber above the pickups. 
If I do that, if I go below the pickups, I'm going to encounter two large knobs. They call these groove knobs, man. Hell yeah. These things are larger than your normal knobs. They have large grooves and they're weighted. They're easy to find. One is volume and I don't risk accidentally hitting it because it's inside that chamber. Yep. Of the sort of ideas with this guitar, yeah, that one seems really, really good. I'm using the tips of my fingers to turn these knobs. Yeah. If they're surface mounted, you kind of use the heel of your hand sometimes. Yeah. That would be the only thing that you'd need to get used to, I suppose. Yeah. I'm going to take it back. You can kind of go from your pinky up to your palm, and you can go from zero to a hundred or a hundred to zero in one smooth motion. With this design, you'd probably have to go a couple times. I'm going to go from off to 10 on the volume. One swipe. Oh, okay. Maybe that's why they made the knob so big so that would happen. Yep. In the top groove above the pickups, I have a five-way pickup selector. And that's kind of interesting because that's pretty intuitive. I just stick my hand in there. I, I don't know if you can hear this sound. Hey, John. Yeah. What's that sound? Uh, oh, yeah. That's the High Gain Hotline, Ed. Uh, hold on. I'll get that. Hello, High Gain Podcast. This is John speaking. How may I help you? Uh, I was looking for the High Gain Podcast. Is this the right place or is this Home Depot? You got John and Ed, High Gain Podcast. Who's this? Hey, hey guys. This is Dan from Spun Loud Effects. Hey, Dan. What's up? Well, I wanted to just give you guys a, a heads up. I got this new pedal. Man. Really? What is it? The Litigator. It's an overdrive pedal. Is there a specific market that you're going for with the Litigator? <laughs> I wonder. Well, I mean, you know, if somebody was maybe a guitar player and they were into, I don't know, the blues, and they also happened to find themselves working in a court or near one, oh, that might be a specific person who wants this pedal. Probably not exclusively geared for that market, I imagine. Well, I hope not. Yeah. Let's not, you know, limit ourselves here. No. I mean, this is a pedal for anyone, but, you know, if you happen to play the blues and work as a lawyer... It's for you. <laughs> Do you have one of these pedals, John? I actually have one, and it's on my board. I'm super ready to hear it. Okay. Let me just turn on this here pedal. Everything is set to 12 o'clock. Pretty crunchy. That's totally a song. Little Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I'm sure I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, maybe you've heard of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, God. What are the controls on this, Dan? Well, you've got three controls, your volume, your gain, and your tone. With the gain all the way down, you're going to find unity somewhere around 60%. I feel like depending on what kind of amp you're running into and what kind of volume, you can get a little crunch with the gain all the way down, but you really shouldn't get much. And you can definitely get a, a nice volume boost, but then gain up from there and uh, it'll make the tubes scream, as they say. I'm on one. Oh, way down. Then go back up to 12. 
make those tubes scream. That's great. Why don't you crank that tone knob all the way clockwise, too? Okay. Wow. Sounds great. You know what I really like about this pedal? What's that? I mean, I really like the pedal. I also really like the art on it a lot. I'm so excited about the art. I worked with a Seattle artist who's actually also uh, in a band called Snuff Redux. His name is Daniel Chesney. He and I had worked on this prototype before that never came to fruition. So then when I started thinking about this, I was like, let's get Lady Justice going, you know? Right. He really knocked it out of the park. I'm super thrilled. It's great because it's totally Lady Justice, but then in a suit. Yeah. Which is great. Right after John got the pedal, he pulled it open and immediately sent me a picture and is like, holy shit, check this out. It's amazing the way you laid it out, how it's super symmetrical. It's just so clean. There's some attention to detail there that I think is great. Thank you. I got to ask, how do the people get one of these fine, fine pedals, Dan? So here's the deal. They're going to be fully available on my website on February 11th, but For listeners of the High Gain podcast only, they can drop me a DM on Instagram on February 10th, and I will sell them one a day early. And I will pick at random one person from February 10th to send a litigator t-shirt to that will have the same art from the pedal. Sick. How much is the pedal? I'm going to sell the pedal for $135. 135 that's crazy. That's really good. I want to make my pedals accessible. You know, somebody should be able to buy it. Yeah. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming to us to let us know about this pedal so we could let all our viewers know about it, and uh, we wish you the best of luck with it. Well, thank you so much, and you guys are the first to know about when it's available, and uh, your listeners are going to have the first shot at it. And this first batch is going to be super small, so... If you get in right away, you'll definitely get one. And if you don't get one on the first batch, I'll be building more. Right. Okay, then. Cool. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Two humbuckers that were designed by RKS, and they seem like the output is medium, but the clarity of them is really nice. They don't feel like they're muddying things up. This thing has an ebony fretboard, which uh, I've become more of a fan of, and the cutaways are way deep. This thing goes all the way up to 22 frets, which I know you enjoy, Ed, because you're the shredder guy. Yep. Hear that? I'm shredding. Oh, I hear it. Pretty good, huh? Not the worst. Not terrible. This is an original solid body is what this is called. The shell is what they call the part that the neck attaches to. Okay. In this case, it's alder back with a fancy maple top. Okay. The whole neck is alder, but it's got an ebony fretboard and a kind of maple decorative top. Sure. The headstock has this funky scroll on the top that bends over almost like a cobra head or something would. I've seen that in pictures. Could you hang it by that? I don't know if that's a good idea. (laughs) 
Okay. But it looks as if you could. It's made out of solid metal. Yeah. And it's actually screwed onto the top of the headstock. Now, they call that something. Okay, what do they call it? It's their polished scroll tip. Oh. The polished scroll tip is supposed to add resonance, which is not too far-fetched. There are a lot of devices you can actually clamp onto your headstock that just add more weight. Yeah. Adds a little more resonance across the neck. Yep. Whether or not that's the case here, maybe. Who are we to disagree with the creator of Teddy Ruxpin is what I'm saying, John. And it's not just old Teddy Ruxpin inventor Ravi Sawney. Sure. Maybe you're going to need to bring somebody in to tell you what's what. So you can imagine that old Ravi Sawney was like, okay, we need some guitar input. Who can we get? Have you ever heard of Dave Mason? This is where we come back around to the traffic song. Yes. Dave Mason wrote that traffic song, Feeling All Right. Famously, Dave Mason, as a guitar player, would go on to play with the likes of Hendrix. Oh. You know the Hendrix song, Crosstown Traffic? Oh, of course, yeah. Dave Mason's on that. Wild. Very much in demand, our man Dave Mason. I did not realize. Is the Sonny guy an actual player, or what's his deal? Yeah, he had been taking guitar lessons, and so it became interesting to him to try to rethink the design of this instrument. And Dave Mason actually became co-founder of RKS Guitars. What year did the company start? They officially launched in 2005. Oh, way later. RKS Design kept designing their industrial design stuff during and past the guitars. The guitars split off into their own thing called RKS Guitar, even though it was RKS Design dude, Ravi Sony behind it. Crazy. RKS Design is still around today. You know what else, said? No. There is a truss rod cover, similar to truss rod covers the world over. It's metal, and it has Sanskrit on it. Cool. And it is the Sanskrit character for Ohm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meant to signify reinvention and rebirth. So that's kind of nice on a guitar. I like it a lot. By the way, Ed. Yeah. The pickup switch that I was telling you I can just uh, reach my hand in there and throw really quick. Stick your finger in the crack. Yeah, I get it. Wiggle your hand in the crack and boom. They must have been into the snappy marketing names. That is the Posifly pickup selector. Posifly. It just sounds like what should be on a Parker guitar. I found a PDF of the first catalog, you know, in 2005. You know who played a uh, RKS? Who? Rick Springfield. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Good enough for Rick Springfield. All right, then. Is there something else I need to know? Exactly. How much does this guitar weigh? It's pretty light. It's about eight pounds. But I imagine the hollow body one that had just the lightweight ribs on it. Yeah. It's probably lighter, I guess. The big cutaways along the body just make me think like, ooh, that thing's got to be like featherweight. But no. Yeah, not really, I guess. Uh, how much do you think this thing was in 2005 when they came out? $2,005. That's maybe harder to guess, huh? This is a made in the USA, right? Yes. They started manufacturing in North Carolina 
And then our man Ravi Sani wanted to bring it in closer to home. Okay. He was in Thousand Oaks, California. So they moved manufacturing over to Oxnard. You know, just going with our $2,000 thing, I kind of think it's less than that number. I'm going to go $1,499. I am sorry to disappoint you, Ed. In $2,005, it was $2,500. And I guess it had quite a buzz. In 2005, they were on the cover of Business Week. Huh. In today dollars... Do you know how much that would be? Uh, twenty-seven fifty. Thirty-three twelve. Oh my God! What is with inflation? There's a red one, a red wave made in the USA on Reverb for seven ninety-five. Yeah, that sounds about right. I suppose they go up to fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred for waves, which are the cheaper variants. If I was of a mind to want one, maybe the hollow body with the ribs, because the covering is translucent, so it's kind of cool to see the inside. Like, I saw a picture where somebody, like, shined a flashlight into the channels, and the whole thing kind of lit up and glowed. Yeah. Pretty cool. Is it a POG? Yes. The DRV overdrive pedal that we love. Sure. Into the recovery effects phantom operator. Into the POG 2 pedal. Really good. I don't know what happened, Ed, but the long and short of it is, after a few years. Yeah. 2010, 2011 at the latest, they're gone. Huh. What about a 1 to 10 scale? John's gut, throw it out there. 1 to 10. Uh, 8. What? <laughs> wow, an eight. You want to know why my gut says that? Yeah, I do. My gut is saying right off the bat, what's it sound like? Sounds great. Bam, it's an eight. If now you tell me, open your eyes and look at it. My eyeball guts say like two. <laughs> <laughs> but your initial one to 10, you immediately threw out an eight. Yeah. It's playable and it sounds great. God damn. Isn't that number one? Can I even play anything on this? Yeah. Do you own a 10? Do I own a 10? Yes. I need to level set myself. Right. Okay, so that's an eight. I'm going to say my Abernathy is a 10. Wow. It is very specific to me, though. It has the wider neck. For the people with the gigantor hands like me. So it's very comfortable on my hand. Yep. It has a screamer, lawler, imperial pickups in it for people that play maybe more aggressively like me. Yep. It has an offset body, which I like already, a larger size offset body for the people like me that are bigger boned. Yep. It just really responds to how I play. Right. So yeah, that would be one. Okay. Maybe, John, Yes. what we should do is start really pimping out our Patreon, which you could join <laughs> for very little a month, and you could get a bonus episode every week. Ooh. Patreon.com slash The High Game. Yes. Get in there. Not to mention that 
We are known to periodically send cool little thank yous and gifts and sure. We do that. Yeah. I think this was fantastic, Ed. I think we did a killer job. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Cool. Maybe go to Instagram, go to Twitter, go to Facebook. We're the high gain on all those. Yes. We're the high gain on Pinterest. We're the high gain on LinkedIn. Yeah. We're the high gain everywhere. Okay, then. Bye. See you, Ed.